0: welcome inside to another episode of the Sports Rehab Experts podcast. Today we have football rehab director for the University of Arizona. We have Brian Franciosi. Brian, welcome on in.
1: Thanks for having me, Chase. Appreciate it.
0: All right, Brian, um, kind of give uh, the people a little bit of background and a little bit more about who you are, where you grew up, and kind of what got you into PT in the first place.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, podcast is titled Sports Rehab Experts, I would hardly consider myself an expert. Um, I think me and you graduated PT school in the same year, so um, I'm definitely younger in my journey. Um, But me, myself, I grew up just outside of Boston um, in a smaller city, Leominster, Massachusetts. Um, So I grew up there. I did my undergrad at Boston University where I got my athletic training degree uh, from there. I was in I think the second to last class before they switched to a master's degree there. So I graduated in 2018. Um, and then right after that, I started in PT school at MCPHS, which is Mass College of Pharmacy and Health Science. It's a smaller school, kind of just outside of the Boston area. Um, did my three years of PT school there. So I got my doctorate in physical therapy. Um, and then kind of right after that, I went into... Um, the sports residency program down at the university of miami which is where i spent last year Um, that was definitely the most challenging uh, but also rewarding kind of year for me career-wise so i finished up there just recently a few months ago in july um, and then i accepted the position out here in arizona so i'm Kind of new to the scene out here on the West Coast. i um, have only been out here for two months, so kind of hit the hit the ground running these last few months with training camp um, into the first couple of games of our season. So um, my journey is definitely not too long, um, so I'm definitely younger in my career, but i um, excited to be here.
0: Gotcha. So what made you want to do a residency program after PT school? Um, and then kind of what made you choose Miami's program in particular?
1: Yeah, so... Um, after getting my undergrad in athletic training, I knew I kind of wanted to stay in the sports realm. Um, so throughout PT school, I was kind of figuring out a way of like how I wanted to go about doing that. So, um, you know, I I knew I wanted to be in sports. And so I did the old school printing out all of my resume, cover letters, sent them in to all 32 NFL teams. I did that, I think, my first two years of PT school. Um got a lot of rejection letters, got a lot of no answers, um, but just kind of kept crying. And I know, I, I knew that kind of like coming into my second year of PT school, I started to do some like research on sports residency programs. Um, I was a big Miami hurricane fan growing up. So I was kind of like the first initial attraction. I know you're a Florida guy, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, that's okay. <laughs> so um, so that was kind of like my first interest. And then I heard great things about the residency program down there. Um, I reached out to their uh, residency director, Louis Fagenbaum, talked to him a little bit, um, and then just went through the application process, got an interview, and was lucky enough to, to get accepted there.
0: Gotcha. And so what are some of the things, I guess like some of the big takeaways that you learned in, in uh, residency that help have help, helped you prepare for your role now working with the uh, University of Arizona?
1: Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for me is just like, you know, I think, you know, like going through PT school, there's a lot of like curriculum that, you know, they have to kind of teach, you know, to meet accreditation or whatever, you know, you get your neuro classes, you get your cardio poem classes and that stuff's great. But I felt like I myself didn't get enough of like the sports and ortho side of PT, which was my interest in what I wanted to do. So Um, I think the biggest thing for me that residency did was just like reinforce all of those things, like what it truly means to be a physical therapist, like operating in a sports setting. You know, it's totally different from, you know, working outpatient. There's a lot of different factors to consider and just being able to go through that year, um, working with the Miami Hurricanes, with their football team for a year, kind of, you know, gave me the experience but also set me up for for future success to where i am now so i just think you know the whole year going through it just it was a grind for sure um but i think you know going through that grind kind of set me up for where i am now
0: right and so like the differences between your clinical experiences like in an outpatient versus when you're working in a large sports medicine team that you experienced during your residency what were some of those like those things that you noticed that were unique to a, a larger sports medicine team um, compared to like outpatient uh clinic?
1: Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is just like the fact that you see these guys every day. Um, so the amount of care and the attention to detail that you can offer them is just a lot more than seeing somebody once or twice a week, like in a typical outpatient setting. Um, so I think that was, that's kind of like the biggest difference for me. And, and then also, you know, the implications of trying to get somebody back on the field, you know, the time crunch versus, you know, working with somebody who's, you know, maybe in an athletic population, but they're more of like a weekend warrior. And that that time crunch to get them back may not be, you know, as critical. So I think those are the, the kind of the two biggest things for me is that like, you know, you seeing these guys every day and kind of incorporating your rehab into what they have going on, whether you're in season, out of season, taking all those things into consideration as well as, um kind of some of the um nuances of trying to work these guys back onto the field as quickly but as safely as possible
0: right um and so i want to talk a little bit more about your role now with the university of university of arizona um what kind of does the football rehab coordinator title entail what's kind of what's involved in your role
1: yeah, so for me, uh, you know, I like to think of my role as kind of twofold. Like, one, I'm a fully functioning member of our athletic training staff. So myself and we have four other athletic trainers on staff. Um, and then myself being the dual credentialed ATPT. pt um, So, like, first and foremost, I like to think of myself as a fully functioning member of our athletic training staff. That's kind of, like, number one. Um, but then in addition to that, you know, kind of my – clinical area of expertise is in that rehab, you know, having the PT background. So um, kind of my role is to take a 30,000 foot view of like all of our rehabs that we have going on uh, within our football program um, and kind of manage them appropriately. And sometimes that might be, you know, a simple injury, maybe it's an ankle sprain or whatever. Um, And then just kind of evaluating them and, you know, they, can stay under the guidance of our athletic trainers. Like there's really no need for me to kind of step in or whatever. I'm there for support if they need anything or if they have any questions, but you know, kind of our athletic trainers will manage, um, a a lot of those things. Um, if any long-term rehabs kind of come through surgical cases, I'll kind of be the first one to like evaluate them. Um, and they'll kind of be under, you know, my guidance generally. Um, But again, going with that, like, you know, understanding that our four other athletic trainers on staff are extremely well versed in rehab as well. So kind of my role is a little bit more in a managerial role of taking that overarching look of all of our rehabs and kind of intervening, you know, as I, as I see fit or as appropriate.
0: Right. And so what are some of the the harder things or the challenges of uh, of being in that 30,000 foot view? compared to, you know, treating when, you know, as a student and then as a resident, you were probably focusing on seeing patients back to back, treating them all the time. So what are some of the differences when you're working, you know, multiple patients a day and then versus when you have to kind of take a step back and, like you said, that managerial viewpoint?
1: Um, Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is, you know, kind of me being young in my career is still learning how to, like, navigate all these different rehabs in this sports setting i think that's the biggest thing for me is that you know a typical injury might walk into an outpatient center and it's treated a certain way but the same thing happens in a football season and it might be managed a little bit differently given the circumstances um and, and so i think just you know taking into consideration all of the different things that these athletes have going on whether it be weight room practice, school, kind of all those things Um, and kind of working in your rehab and finding the things that are most important and getting those things done with these guys, finding things that might, you know, wait until on the field. Maybe you can do some of that rehab at practice with them, Um, but still get everything that you feel like you need to get accomplished, accomplished. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is kind of managing, you know, how I want to go about implementing all you know all the different skills and stuff that i feel like i learned through pt school and residency and and kind of realizing you know there's you know you don't need to necessarily overstep and throw a million different things at these guys when they already have a lot of things going on so kind of picking your points and and finding a way to sprinkle in um you know your different techniques so that's been a challenge for me but it's uh i love it
0: yeah so I want to kind of elaborate on that more, you know, as these, for you, you if you're seeing a lot more long-term rehabs and uh, you're getting them back to that final return to, return to sport, return to play phase of rehab, um, kind of what are some of the different challenges that you've noticed, um, you know, when you're working with these athletes? Because like you said, you're trying not to overburden them because they're probably in the weight room full-time. They're probably getting almost back to hundred percent practice. How do you kind of make sure that your rehab doesn't overburden them, but also stresses them enough in the appropriate ways to make sure that they're ready to go back to sport.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a balance, you know, me personally, I like to, you know, given the fact that we're in season right now, for example, like our, you know, our typical week, like Mondays tend to be our off days. So if we do have guys, you know, going through rehab, you know, if guys have off days, I like to, try to make it as much of an off day for them as possible and not load them up as much on that day Um, when they might have like a heavier work day where I can sprinkle in some more things here and there rehab wise. Um, I think, you know, a, a big thing for me is, especially in this setting, like being in high level division one sports is just trying to be as objective as possible and knowing what guys are ready for and what guys aren't ready for Um, And a lot of that comes with experience and like seeing multiple things, um, which, you know, I don't have the luxury of, you know, I've only been a physical therapist for a little bit over a year now, been an athletic trainer for four years, so I'm not the most experienced, I'm not going to act like I am. Um, So that's where, you know, sometimes I rely on a lot of our athletic training staff members who have been doing it for a lot longer than I have. Um, and a big thing here at Arizona that we're kind of big on is, um, you know, we've really spent a lot of time and resources and ramping up our, um, sports science technology. Um, and so, you know, utilizing the different, different technologies that are now available that we necessarily might not get educated on in PT school. I know I didn't. Um, and so getting a little bit of exposure of that through residency definitely helped, but. Kind of utilizing all those different like sports science, you know, things that are available force blades, the Kami tag, 1080 quantum, 1080 sprint, like all those different things. And just trying to be as objective as possible in your rehab um, to know what guys are ready for and what they aren't ready for. And then you figure, you know, taking that and kind of working it into a typical work week, whether you're in season or off season. It's kind of how I like to go about it. Um, And that's, you know, been a learning curve for me these first few months here. Um, Some of the stuff we have here I've never been exposed to. Um, So kind of, you know, figuring out a way of incorporating that into my rehabs um, has been been another challenge. But um, it's kind of, I think it's kind of the way our profession is going. So that's, that's,
0: yeah. Gotcha. Um, and so, you, like you said, trying to implement those different things are a huge challenge because, you know, they're kind of at the cutting edge, and so we're everyone's trying to add these new technologies into how they've been practicing for years. Um, but besides that, what has been the hardest part, but also, and then kind of a follow-up question, what has been the best part about working in collegiate-level football?
1: Um, I think the best part, honestly, and I feel like a lot of, pts or ats will say this is just the camaraderie with the with the team you know i you almost feel like you're part of the team you're with these guys every day day in and day out at all their practices you're with them through the ups and the downs you're going through the grind of training camp with them and that spills over into the regular season and you're you're on the sidelines with them you feel like you're like in the game with them almost so i think the camaraderie with the guys honestly is like the best part of the job and it's been the best part for me so far um, I think the most challenging thing, um, along with all of the other stuff I've said, <laughs> um, I feel like it's honestly just the, you know, the time commitment. It's, it's, it's a lot and you really have to make sure that you love it and that you're embracing the grind, but also finding a way to take some time, like some personal time for yourself here and there when you can. Um, so you don't get burned out. Um, cause that's definitely big in our profession is, you know, the burnout rate is, is higher than we want it to be. So finding a way to take care of yourself through the long hours, through the grind of the season is something that I try to prioritize. Um, and I'm hopefully going to continue that going forward, but it, it's a grind. So that's probably the most challenging thing, honestly.
0: Yeah. Um. So you talked a little bit about the best part being like that camaraderie with your, with your coworkers, and, but as well as the athletes. Um. But you know, it's, Speaking of your coworkers, you're working in a large sports medicine team with the docs, coaches, GM, uh, you know, not GMs, you guys in college, but um, athletic trainers with uh, strength and conditioning coaches. What is the, um, something that makes the communication work the best between all of those different moving parts who all have their hands on that one athlete?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing that we do here at Arizona, uh, and we did a little bit of it at Miami as well, is. You know, in season, twice a week, we meet as what we co- like, what we refer to as our high performance team. So, like you said, our our athletic training staff, our strength staff, our nutrition staff, our sports psych staff, um, and sometimes our doctors will meet in season twice a week with each other, and we'll just run through the injury report as well as any other guys that we feel need to be addressed, and we'll all just kind of give our schmear about where they're at, where we're going, what needs to be addressed or what more we can implement for this guy. Um, so I think those uh, high performance team meetings are are critical for us and that's just how we operate. I mean, other staffs might do it differently, uh, but I think that has been kind of big for us is just, you know, sitting down face to face and just running through, you know, what each individual guy might need.
0: Yeah, I think having like that structured time where you – you know, you're not just in passing or just like shooting a quick message to somebody, but having that structured time to be able to discuss everyone's case, to make sure everyone's on the same page while everyone's in the same room is, you know, probably really beneficial um, to making sure everyone's on the same page. Um, so, as you've you know gone through your journey in PT school, during your rotations, during your residency, and even into now, um, what are some characteristics of a good sports clinician? Whether it's an athletic trainer, whether it's a, a team doc, whether it's a, another sports PT. What are some things that make a good sports PT stand out to you?
1: Um, I think something that makes a good sports PT stand out for me is um, probably, I think like we talked about before, communication. Um, But I think also like the ability to work in a training room environment and the ability to handle multiple things at once. You know, there might be like four or five guys in there at one time that you're working with and so it can get kind of crazy and you have X amount of time to get them ready for whatever the weight room we're out to practice. So I think it's, it's a crazy environment. And so I think the ability to handle multiple things um, and the ability to communicate effectively, I think are kind of two big things that um, are kind of critical in this environment.
0: Gotcha. Um, And so as you've been at Arizona for a couple of months now, Uh, Kind of walk us through what it's like to be you day in the life, um, you know, practice day versus game day, kind of what it's like, um, you know, from the time you get up to time you're wrapping up for a practice day and then what it's like for you to be in a home home game day.
1: Uh, Yeah, so I'll take you through a typical practice day kind of in season for us and then and then a game day, I guess. Um, So for us, um, in season Mondays are typically our off days, which is why we're doing this on Monday. I have a little bit more free time. Um, but a typical practice day for me, um, usually I'm up like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Um, usually in the facility around six o'clock. Um, we have a little bit of a smaller weight room here at Arizona. So we, we have four lift groups in the morning. So this is like a typical like Tuesday or, or Wednesday or Thursday for us. Um, so we typically have four lift groups in the morning, one at six, one at eight, one at 10, one at 12. So the athletic trainers and you know the rest of our staff is in the building around six o'clock. Um, and most of the morning hours were kind of, that's where we get a lot of our rehab and treatments done in conjunction with whatever their lift schedule is and their class schedule. So obviously working in the collegiate environment, the other thing you have to balance is the fact that these kids have to go to class. Um, You hope they're going to class, obviously. Um, So usually they'll get their lift in, in the morning, they'll have, you know, one or two classes in the morning and then they'll come in for, uh, rehab or treatment if they need it so the majority of like the morning is spent kind of in the training room doing a lot of treatments and that's where we get most of our rehabs kind of done um, we practice in the afternoon here at arizona so um, once that last lift group goes at 12 they're you know they kind of work out until roughly two o'clock and then the team goes to meetings from like two to four um, and so we'll have a little bit of downtime as a staff for those two hours. Um, uh, but that's usually when we'll kind of meet as a staff We'll run through the injury report, we'll meet as a high performance team, go over the things that we need to do and make sure we're ready for practice. And then if there's a little bit of free time, I might squeeze in like a 30 or 45 minute workout for myself. Um, and then we're out at practice like mid afternoon around three 30, four o'clock, um, we usually practice for like an hour and a half, two hours, and so we're out on the field roughly till like 5.30 or 6, depending on the day. Um, and then we're usually back in the training room for like roughly an hour, an hour and a half, kind of finishing up any post-practice stuff that needs to get done, um, as well as getting ready for the next day. And then kind of roll out of the building around like 7.30, 8 o'clock, and then repeat it the next day. Um, So that's like a typical practice day for us, Um, game day. So being on the West Coast, this has been a challenge for me. I felt like in Miami, a lot of our games were day games. A lot of our games on the West Coast here at Arizona are night games. Um, So we tend to play usually around like 6.30 or 8 o'clock. So if it's – so I'll take you through a home game, I guess. So if it's a home game, we'll – stay at the team hotel the night before. Um, So that's kind of probably one difference between college and the pros is that usually in a college environment, we'll stay at a team hotel the night before, even on a home game. Um, And so we'll wake up in the team hotel, we'll have treatments in the morning, and then it kind of depends what time kickoff is. So if our kickoff is later in the day, then Guys will kind of wake up a little bit later. We'll get to sleep in a little bit that morning. They'll get up like mid-morning. We'll do some treatments in the morning. They'll have some team meetings. Um, And then we roll out to the stadium. Typically, like, we'll get there two hours before kickoff. And then those two hours is just kind of get whatever the guys need to get ready, get everybody taped, get all their gear on. um, And then that two hours flies by and, Before you know it, you're running out of the tunnel onto the sidelines. Um, And then kind of go through all your game stuff. And then after the game, we'll kind of, you know, evaluate what we have for injuries. Obviously, if anything is emergent, we'll take care of that. We'll schedule any imaging or stuff that we need to get done for the next day. Um, Kind of make sure guys are good for the night. And then whenever we roll out of the stadium, we roll out of the stadium. Sometimes it's late. Sometimes it's like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, and then we're
0: home, so. Gotcha. Um, that's a pretty, you know, in-depth and uh, kind of good picture of how, how long hours you guys work. Um, yeah. You know, practice and game days. Uh, so as you've been with Arizona for a couple of months now, since football season started, do you have any favorite memories? I mean, you guys are off to a hot start, um, you know, for for Arizona, you know, you guys are, I think, what, three wins at this point? Um, two and one. So, two, one. Two, and two. Uh, two and two. Two and two. One. Two and one, two. Two and two. Okay. Week four, two and two for Arizona. That's pretty good. Um, do you have any yeah. favorite memories or anything that stands out in particular for you guys so far? Um,
1: I think for me, this is definitely a very PT answer, but I think some of the guys that I've rehabbed so far, seeing them get out on the field and having them have success. Um, like I know one guy I went through rehab with, he ended up getting an interception two games ago, and I feel like I was the first one on the field to like congratulate them, you know, and just kind of hyping them up. So seeing those things, um, a lot of the guys, like I worked with to getting them back in is probably like my biggest memory so far,
0: for sure. All right. Awesome. Brian, uh, again, thank you so much for your time, but I got one more question before we get you out of here. Do you have any advice for anybody that wants to work in sports, uh, PT at any, any sort of level collegiate, uh, professional level, outpatient, high level sports kind of what advice would you give to them?
1: Um, yeah, I think my biggest piece of advice is honestly, just keep grinding. Um, even if that means, you know, volunteering your time or putting in long hours, helping out somebody just, you know, so you can make a connection here or there. I think, um, you know, just keep grinding, keep working hard. Um, keep networking as much as possible. I feel like the world of sports PT is, is a very small world. Everybody knows everybody, especially once you get to the higher level. So um, keep networking, um, keep staying involved as much as you can. Um, and then obviously I'm a little bit biased, but I think, especially if you don't have experience as an athletic trainer, I think going the sports residency wrote, um was really career changing for me, I think so. If you have the opportunity to apply or get, a, get into a sports residency, take advantage of that for sure.
0: All right, perfect. I think those are all great pieces of advice. Uh, you know, Not not even so much clinical, but just kind of the mindset you have to kind of have to get into sports PT. Um, Brian, like I said, this has been great. Uh, thank you so much for your time and your busy schedule, kind of like smack dab right in the middle of the season, so I really appreciate it. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to plug before you get you out of here? Um, no, I don't think so, man. It was awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, perfect. And this has been the latest episode of the Sports Rehab Experts Podcast. Huge thank you to Football Director of Rehabilitation for the University of Arizona, Brian Franciosi, for coming on to the latest episode of the Sports Rehab Experts Podcast. If you liked what you heard or want to hear more episodes from great future guests, please like and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening.